Multiply podcast, conversation aimed to stir, equip and provoke. Interviewing thinkers, practitioners and pioneers as we aim to inspire and equip kingdom people to launch kingdom communities. You can find more resources on the Vineyard Churches website, www.vineyardchurches.org.uk. Well, it's fantastic you can join us today. I'm joined by Mike Newport and James Rankin. Both of them are part of the Multiply team and oversee various things uh, for multiplication, church planting, successions, all those kind of things, both locally and nationally. Guys, great to have you with us. Um, excited for this conversation. We're going to have a conversation generally around a number of things that we're seeing in this moment. James, why don't you just kick us off by, can you just share, how are you doing at the moment, leading in this time? What does it look like? Shabba, big, big <laughs> question. And it, and very much, it's a momentary by moment decision, if I'm not even a decision of feeling. I'm quite emotional <laughs> by nature. So in this moment today, uh, pretty good. Uh, apart from I've got a sick child at home who's just been sick, but, you know, all things considered, the I'm enjoying being able to meet together again and I'm going to be honest the last 18 months has been pretty awful as an extrovert being at home and in Wales where I think the regulations are probably a bit a bit harder somewhat you know we still have masks on in all our environments and um, it was only last week that I could meet with our staff team again because they we went back to alert the level zero so for the last eight weeks I've been at home and as an extrovert at home, it's not a great scenario. It's like, oh no, don't send me into the office. Don't send me back to the, not back to the computer, please. I can't do it anymore. So that's kind of how I felt a little bit, but I am definitely feeling different in this moment as things are opening up. I am, I'm feeling hopeful again <laughs> and being, I just love being in the room with people. And for me, even the last couple of weeks, just seeing the Holy Spirit ministering in power again. I was like, I've forgotten what this felt like um, two years mm. without seeing. It. And yes, I know God moves and on Zoom and all of those things, but seeing it in the room, I've, I've gone to myself, oh, this is why I became a pastor. This is what I love. And so I'm just mm. beginning to feel that again. So yeah, feeling pretty hopeful today and um, things are good. You've probably really identified something there, though, that people are yo-yoing, aren't they? There's good days and bad days, and there's good weeks and bad weeks, but it's it's not necessarily as stable as it might have been pre-pandemic. People are feeling things. Mike, do you want to share where you're at, but also maybe even speak into that a little bit? Yeah, I, th I think that's a really good observation, Paul. I don't know about you guys, but threshold that I the threshold I have um my emotional threshold is the thing that has been slowly worn down bit by bit you know the the credit in the bank in the in the in the depths of my soul because we've we've kind of been leading in a, in a moment of crisis that has gone on now for almost two years like we 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 can experience crisis for a week or, or a couple of weeks or a month but but this has kind of been on a level of continual constant um uh, constantly taking out a withdrawal and many of the things that we as pastors love we haven't been able to be able to fill ourselves back up with does that make sense and so I think I think definitely for me my thresholds and of abilities to um just to stay emotionally differentiated from conversations I'm having with individuals that maybe are finding things tough or compassion that I need to have for my kids or my wife or 
or just those around me, like you realize that, oh, wow, the tank is low. Um, but um, as well as as well as that, it's the complexities that we've got. Yeah. Like there's variables that we there's variables that often are, have been completely out of our hands. Um, but you also realize that I'm quite an intuitive leader. Like I tend to pick up on things in a room by being with people, not by what's said, but sometimes just body language or you notice it or you like, like James, you were saying about noticing the Holy Spirit doing something in someone at some time. Yeah. And so suddenly finding yourself detached from some of the environments where you actually gather all your data and information of how you need to lead and where you need to go has been one of the trickiest things. So you've got this complex environment, constant crisis of shift and change. Where I can get all my information and data has been lost. And my energy tanks are weary. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, heard, I heard somebody say it. You want to look at somebody in their eyeball. Do you know what I mean? You just want to look them in their eyes and just know, isn't it? And um, that goes in line exactly with what you're saying. Yeah. So have you, have you, would you both say you've had to shift your places where you find replenishment as well what what are the things that you're doing the rhythms that you're creating that are enabling you to lead in this time and to lead out of this time in a in a healthy place good question but you know if i'm if i'm really honest with you i think first and foremost your current rhythms are exposed and challenged Mm. like what you currently do how you've currently been functioning, there's kind of a, there's, we ha- we were pretty quickly, um, those things were challenged uh, um, and you have to kind of assess and adapt. Um, I think also for those of us, and I include myself, like we came into the pandemic, still, you know, due a sabbatical. So we came in tired. <laughs> so we kind of went to war um, weary and probably pretty bruised um, and having taken our church at the time through some significant change and we're just riding out some of the real shock waves of those changes and then suddenly we were hit and had to kind of shift and change and so for me there there's been this kind of um I know I've I've had to really embrace and really mine the place of pain and suffering Mm, yeah which which i think we do our very best whether you know whether you're a leader or you're just or you're or you're trying to follow jesus in whatever place and space god has placed you you do you know we are wired aren't we to do whatever we can to avoid pain and to cancel out the possibility of suffering through our really well organized controlled lives and so Actually, the thing that I, th- I felt like the Lord already leading me towards before the pandemic hit was a, actually a, 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 not, a, not a negative desire, not an unhealthy desire, but a desire to seek the growing the place of growth. And the place of growth for me is often in the place of challenge and um, stretch and sometimes pain. And so this was kind of a, it on steroids. Mm. And so, 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 so pr- my prayer life, my um just my conversation with Jesus like the authenticity of that now suddenly was like it wasn't oh lord it was like oh lord like 
it was full of emotion and having to process that emotion and um and sit with spirit, my spiritual director to kind of walk me through some stuff that it was just I just couldn't get I couldn't walk through myself I needed someone to walk there with me um yeah it's good what about what about you James well <laughs> fascinating question again I I think I've been processing a lot around joy and pain which for me is not a place I I like to reframe everything to the positive as a, as a, as a character I am I yeah. think people that know me would be like oh he's generally pretty positive and therefore even the thought of thinking about pain I'm not the kind of what person that wants to watch a sad film mm. if somebody's like oh do you want to watch this really sad film I'm like no I really really don't want to watch that sad film so you know going through this season of watching or being a part of people's process and their pain and their dreams uh, and also within your own experience as well so this isn't just an external thing with the people that you lead it's your own thing of oh yeah is this going to be all right is it how's it going to work I, I don't know so for for me there's been a lot of processing around pain I think um with Jesus which I don't think I've really done that much in this way before and so I'm journaling a bit more um my journaling's really funny though because when people think about journaling they probably think oh you write pages and pages I write like two key words and circle them 25 times and then draw a little diagram underneath do you know what I mean with a little doodle so that's my journaling but almost trying to find language for what I'm going through and you know even this I as we come back you know somebody's telling you something amazing that's happened in their life and then somebody's telling you that they've just lost somebody you know somebody in their family's died and, and and this being able to hold these two things of how do we stay joyful in the midst of painful situations and and I think I've always thought of them as quite binary different things that you're either joyful or you're in pain I think that there's been quite a simplistic view of that for me but actually maybe the the depth of emotional maturity is learning that actually you can sit in both of those things that actually that you can have a part of you that feels in deep pain and and at the same time experience the joy of the lord and so i think that's been a particular journey for me around my rhythms with jesus and just stuff that i'm processing week in week out week out is uh joy and pain <laughs> sorry it's quite a deep answer but uh... no it's good because i i think um wouldn't you say that normally we lead people through something that we're not necessarily walking through ourselves mm. whereas one of the 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 beauties i guess of this moment is the vulnerability that you you are almost forced to show and people may be encouraged by your strength but often they identify with you in the place of weakness and we're all kind of in a similar place where this is a challenging time but both of you are sharing a degree of vulnerability that most people i would say would immediately identify and latch onto so what 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 is it looking like right now to lead in a place of vulnerability and from a from a place of weakness for want of a better word that is on show in front of the people you lead i think i think it's a it, it's it's having to i think it was something i think we as leaders we love not we love but sometimes we feel the pressure to have the answers yeah like one of the biggest challenging challenges to me has been to be able to stand with a group of people um, say our, our, our kind of our leaders or my staff team and, and actually say, I don't know. I don't necessarily know what the next phase looks like. 
And it's had to really challenge some of the way I lead. Like as a church planter, you, I was reading about this whole idea that, that, you know, directional leadership for a church planter is often at the core of how you lead. It's like, there's the, there's the mountain that's taking. Yeah. And, and, and you have to, cause you're kind of pioneering something new, but, but, and a lot of people have used the language, haven't they, around when we've come back out of, as we've been reopening off the, uh, and re-emerging from lockdown, is that we're replanting. Mm. But, we're re- but we're replanting with a whole family, with a whole group of people. So suddenly, you know, the skills that you need are different. And actually, I, I, I do think there's a real opportunity in this time that, you know, you know how often... Um, you can experience that sometimes if you've been ill as a leader and you haven't been, a, been around the environment that you're leading, sometimes you being away from it for a period of time allows others to step up. Mm-hmm. And I think the phrase of everybody playing their part has been something that's come off my mind, uh, uh, Moise Flick's lips a lot recently of an invitation of come play your part, you know, and, and, and so I think that's been, and be us being able to sit with that place of going, okay, I, I, we don't quite know, um, but we, we want to journey this out. We want to invest in relationships. We want to galvanize together. We want to everybody come and play their part and let's journey together um, rather than that. Here we go. We know what we're doing. You just follow us to get on board kind of thing. I think it's a new season. It's a, it's a good season. I think it's a healthy season for leadership that will be healthy in the long term for the church but it's not easy for us and and people in terms of this question about vulnerability i think people love to see vulnerability um but that's still going after god it's got to be kind of caveated hasn't it do you know what i mean it's like um you know there's, there's just falling apart vulnerability where it's like let me show you but there's almost no kind of redemptive hope aspect of that and that's not a fakeness Mm. thing uh in terms of sometimes we're just low aren't we and and we have to let people into that place but i but i think a vulnerability of you know this is what i'm experiencing today people love that in people um but but the challenge is also to hold that in a place of actually am I bringing the Lord into this vulnerability and how is God in the process and what is God speaking to me about in process if, if that makes sense it does but, yeah yeah go on Mike is it but, but in some ways when we kind of take a step back from just what you said James it's mm. it's kind of bringing public faith into the yeah. room which which kind of means that sometimes in our leadership we can actually not bring faith into the room we can bring competence mm. and the thing that's been tested in this time has been all of our faith mm. and like i think that's you know there's times isn't it that, we, that sometimes we don't want to bring the things that we are going through into a into a room with other people but there is a, a such a, a an important and powerful thing that when someone brings something in the into a room and the the body that the family gathers round with faith for that person yeah that that i think we miss when we when we look at our culture sort of radical individualism and consumerism actually people engage 
can or have engaged with church in a way of I, I have my life and I engage with church when I'm fine. Yeah. Does that make sense? And, yeah, and, and, we, and we as leaders feel a, a necessary to be fine and to look fine. And so there's this kind of fakeness about it. So when we are actually vulnerable, we do create space for faith to, to rise. Be, to rise. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and that's the bizarre thing because we think, oh, we, we but we, sh- we shouldn't, we, we should have the answers. We, you know, people aren't going to follow us if, if we don't know what we're doing and where we're going. And like you say, there is, it's not about going, oh, I just don't know what I'm doing and just kind of throw yourself in the form of tantrum. It's not that, it, but it's, it's, do you know what I mean? It's that sense that actually I feel weak, but when I'm weak, yes. you make me strong. Yes, it's almost having to share more personally, I think, during this season. So, so for me, you know, just personally, the, the story of Gideon has been hugely foundational for me. And there's just this um, one line, which he speaks to Gideon, and I know, but I've claimed it for myself, which is, you know, the Lord is with you, mighty warrior. And for me, that I literally stood on that word for about four months when I was like, do you know what? I feel weak. I don't have any of the answers. Um, yes, the, I, I know in some senses how to lead a church, but I don't know how to lead a church like this. Um, but I was like, the Lord is with you, mighty warrior. And I just had to stand on that. And I had to share that with the church. You know, sometimes where there is not necessarily a directional piece of, oh, we're going after this. This is the thing that we need to do. Sometimes you have to stand in what is the Lord speaking into your heart and what is the Lord encouraging you with? So it's interesting. It's been a slightly different type of sharing of vulnerability, <laughs> taking people into the journey of what Jesus is doing. And hopefully not in a way that it's all about me, but at the same time that people get a glimpse into your soul. These are the things that I'm wrestling with. The, these, the, and this is what God's doing in the middle of it. And that's it. let's just press in there because i think it's often said that the current culture eats strategy for breakfast what they really want is authenticity and there is there is definitely something in this where what what is emerging is is almost the strip back the real the raw the authentic leader that emerges what are what are some of the things that you would say you're seeing or the lord is birthing out of that moment james i know you've shared with me just around you you it's almost a hunger after the spirit of god and a move yeah. of god in this time it's those kind of things that actually once it's all stripped back and it's refined and some of the dross is burnt away you're left with the thing that really we wanted in the first place but what's what does that look like what is that looking like well i think it's felt quite I, personally speaking it's felt quite functional church. Do you know what I mean? It's like, got to get it back up and running, got to create environments. How do small groups work? How do services work? How do all of these things work? And I think probably between June and December for me was kind of quite a functional, um, lots of practicalities and, and regathering and checking in with people. Are you okay? What's going on? You know, reconnection. And then it came into the new year and there was just this birthing on me of God, you've got to move. Like, um, because I think there had been a stripping back of maybe the way that, you know, worship had been stripped back, our preaching had been shortened, things, it was almost like lowest common denominator of what can we get through, we need to try and get some content, we need to try and do something, and then suddenly it was like, where's, where's the spirit in all of this, do you know what I mean, what is Jesus doing, and, and you know, at its worst, it's like, oh no, are we quenching the spirit of God, you know, it's like, and, and there was almost a repentance thing in me of, Holy Spirit, you've got to lead, Jesus has got to lead the church. 
And and the Lord spoke to me through a picture and he was like, I'm going to bring a tornado through your church. Do you know what I mean? I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Not sure about that word, Lord. I wanted I wanted a hug. Um, and he was like, no, 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 no. This is why. And I don't often have kind of a word specifically for the church, but I was like, wow, this is this is the Lord. And, and I wrestled with it. I was on the front row for about 10 minutes being like a tornado, Lord. Are you sure? And then I got up and as I started sharing the word, I was the Lord was saying it's about my presence and about my power. It's like, wow. Okay, mm. so you want your church back? Flipping heck! Maybe I've created something in trying to control, and you, mm. you know, I've moved into kind of function and control, and and the Lord's like, I want my church back. I want my people back. I want freedom for the Spirit of God to move. Even like our ministry times were very controlled, and I've got two minutes, um, and then suddenly, you know, had some visiting speakers into the church who did, you know, it was John and Ellie and, and they waited like they waited on the spirit. I was like, this is painful. Can like, I want to feel the silence like this. And they just kept waiting. And then God started moving in a way that I just hadn't seen. And people were being undone in the spirit of God. And he was meeting them. And I was like, Oh my goodness, I've made it too functional. I have not given an environment for the spirit of God to move that that's on me. And so I'm like, this next period, well, hopefully forever, is about I've just got to give the church back to Jesus and be like, Holy Spirit, you're in charge. And it might not look. I can't control it. I can try and control it. But if I do, then woe is me. No, no, what? not woe is me. But do you know what I mean? It's like that's on me. Jesus yeah. wants his church back. And so that's the place that I'm in, which is just like, God, you've got to move. God, you've got to move. I'm a bit scared of that, if I'm honest, because <laughs> I want to control it a little bit more than that. But so I, I guess I'm just thinking through how do I create environments um, and places and cultures where the spirit of God is fully welcome and Jesus is leading his church. So that's what it's looking like for us at the moment. Yeah, that's good. Mike, what are the things you want to jump on the back of that with? Yeah, I think it, there's, there's some sim similar threads, but I think, you know, there's been times where I've sat in rooms or I've led rooms and I've gone, where, where's my church? Mm. like this and the rooms have been heavy they've been um and at times that as a as a leader that could be just demoralizing and um and for us because we had done a massive shift and change to the church pre-pandemic um it was like people the pandemic had kind of erased all that we we'd been doing in taking this church on a journey and um best way i can describe it it was like um it was like the israelites going can we go back to egypt does that make sense when and I, and and as um and so we've just been trying to go okay lord what are you doing in this space and in this room and how do we lead our people and it was literally this this week I was I was reminded of quite a graphic picture. So go with me on this one. But you, for those of you that have experienced childbirth, not per, not mm. obviously we we have we may we may have been, we may have been in the room. But there's but there's there's the birth of the baby that is that is obviously the front and center. But after that, there's a really important path where there's the afterbirth. Mm. Now. If that afterbirth doesn't occur, it can threaten the life of the mother. Yeah. It can cause 
all sorts of toxic problems and it can threaten the life of the mother. And as I was sitting there, I was, the Lord just said, you need to lead your people not only into the birth of something new, but, but also the afterbirth needs to be removed. And I was asking the Lord, what is the afterbirth? And he was like, it's the pain of what we've just walked through. And, you know, there's sometimes that we can and, and, and we can kind of wallow a little bit in our pain and in our wounds and in our bruises and in our sufferings. And there was it was just like an invitation to the Lord to say, you've got to remind people of the hope that we have and where we're heading. And like you're saying, James, like that actually doesn't. It comes through discipleship. It comes through the word of God. It comes through preaching. But most of all, it comes by encountering God again afresh mm-hmm. and creating space for people to bring what they're carrying, that afterbirth, and bring it to the Lord and lay it down and be authentic before the Lord, be authentic with, with one another, but equally to bring it down and to let it go. Yeah. Like there's got to be a letting go. Otherwise, we will continually live in the shadow of the pandemic and we will not step into what God is calling us and what he wants to birth out of it. And I think that is true, both if you're doing significant change for a church anyway, but it's even more so when something is done and everybody, people tolerate change. If they choose it, the pandemic wasn't something that no one chose. Mm. And so we've got all these different questions that people are asking of God People are asking of, of the, the, the church, um, of culture and of authority. And so there's so much that's swirling that is sometimes just completely distracting people from fixing their eyes upon the one who is the one who gives the peace, the love, the hope, you know, all. And so trying to help people navigate. So that's that's where we're kind of at, trying to get people back. Let's be reminded of our identity who we are individually and corporately. Let's remember that God hasn't changed. Let's work through our questions around that. Let's have space for that. And let's allow the Holy Spirit. As, what does it say in John, um, in the Gospel of John? It says that the, the Holy Spirit is there to remind us mm. and to teach us. It's like, oh, man, that, we need that in this time of just kind of chaos as we come out with our heads spinning and bruised and battered. But we can't stay there. We've got to allow the Holy Spirit to lead us, to heal us, to, to guide us. And as leaders, we need to be sitting in that space and allowing the Holy Spirit to do that and to stand up and do partner with him. So, yeah, I think similar to James, it's just reminding ourselves that Jesus builds his church. Mm. We get the privilege of doing that with him and try not to get in the way too much. So let, let me ask you, I, I wonder within that context, if the metric of what we measure is slightly shifting, probably needed to shift. And this has given us a little bit of a wake up or a shake for it, that we we often pursue the thing that we measure and we may have become quite focused on certain things. This This is the thing that is meaning I'm healthy. Do you see what I mean? And I, I think uh, the thing that is harder to measure is a move of the spirit or discipleship, or you then start to measure the thing you can't measure because the thing you want to measure is actually really hard to measure. What is, what is that looking like for you guys? Have you started to have a bit of a gear shift on um, 
just some of the things you're looking at what what you know you're almost now trying to look for a fruit in a slightly different way if i if i can put it that way do you know what? i was on a i was on a coaching call with with a group earlier last week and um we were talking about this you know metrics in in terms of well what 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 do we measure you know <laughs> The way, the way that things happen before it feels like that there's some learning and what is it that we're wanting to see in our communities and how do we measure that so and there was this um amazing lady from ireland who just started talking about its stories it's stories of what the lord is doing and um and then she 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 went through this list and i wrote it down because i was so like this is amazing. This is absolutely cool. She was like, it's stories, it's hunger, it's God speaking, it's longing for family, it's youth, it's kids. I was like, so I literally just wrote down those six things and I've been processing them, you know, over this week, because if, if I'm honest, I'm, I'm still in process with it. I don't have like this beautiful answer for you. of <laughs> What exactly am I trying to measure? But I, there's something around freedom of the spirit in our environment that I know that's what the Lord's spoken to me about. But I was deeply challenged and she was just sharing just some wonderful stories of God moving and healing. And, but also, as I said earlier, this joy and pain thing at the same time as people passing away as well, and not everybody being healed and the, and the mess of the kingdom. But um, yeah, so for me, it's, I'm just asking the question at the moment, does the Holy Spirit have space in our environments and how are we going to create that? So that's not an answer to your question, but that's the thing that I'm going after. Mike might have a slightly more. Yeah, and there, I guess there is an answer there because I think ultimately what you're saying is it has shifted. It's not what it was and you've had to process a change moment. And um, if we're just looking for it to roll as it was, there's, there's probably a bit of a danger moment, a bit of a red flag and you're, you're in a new day, aren't you? But Mike, yeah. sorry, were you going to add to that? No, I, yeah, I think my I think my parameters of 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 success have been were, were and have been being challenged pre pandemic already. Like I think some of our some of the culture that we've embraced from the business world into the church, we've tried to apply business metrics into family, mm. like. That's a weird thing, isn't it? I'm not saying that I'm, I'm really not saying there aren't values with them, but but we have we've 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 pursued organisational structure and growth and models, whereas we're birthed as our identity is that we are ch children of God, that we are loved by the Father. It's family language, and when we look at our children, we don't we don't measure them on metrics do we well some of us might i don't know but do you know what I mean but we we've... i've got i've got their height on a metric <laughs> that's not true and i'm not sure any of them are going to make it through five but, feet but, um... but, but 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 like actually we want our we want our children to grow up to be people of love and of compassion and of grace and of mercy the fruits of the spirit we want to see in their life we want to see that they've got healthy relationships we want to we want them to um to make a difference to have impact to, to so, so for me some of our our metrics around bigger is better like that that is a really interesting like i'm i, I that i've just thrown that one out there bomb in the room bigger is better i'm like that's a metric that we whether we realize it, it but it filters through everything equally we often believe that god's 
God's answer and God's will is in the abundance. If God provides for something, therefore it's God's will. I've been living in a journey in a season of finding the yes of God at times in the lack. In the absence. In the absence. Now, the question is, with all those metrics, for me, you always have to overlay them with what does what does our, what's what's the one thing that the Lord's asked for us? What's the one thing that scripture says that we cannot please God without? It's faith. Faith. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is a test. I know this one. I know this one. <laughs> <laughs> and and faith, faith is hoping for what we do not see. Which means that as leaders, we'd spend our time trying to measure the things that we could see. But we're called to be a people to hope for what we do not see. Mm. So, so there's, there's a sense of I'm having to learn and actually notice where we have lack and, where, and start to notice and press in and say, Lord, we have faith that you want to move in those areas. Mm. And... And I'm not going to allow the lack to make me doubt my calling, doubt my value, doubt my competency, doubt that we're on the will of God. I'm just going to trust and notice the things that where we have lack, which which I know there's a promise connected to them. And I'm going to try and and lead my people on a journey of faith towards seeing your goodness and your faithfulness and your promises and yet knowing that half of that is often holding the tension in the place of feeling like, where is God? Because that's deep down. So I, I haven't specifically asked you a question, but I think I'm even challenging the whole concept of metrics that's to right. say fruitful fruitfulness is what scripture talks about. And there's fruitfulness of the kingdom that I think I could just about tangibly see. It's, it's the fruit of the spirit. <laughs> It's 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 per, it, in in the nature and characteristics of a community. It's seeing people uh, come into life for Jesus. It's salvation. It's stories of redemption. It's it's living into the promises. It's that those are the languages that I'm trying to understand. In some ways, I'm having to rewrite maybe some of my job description and some of my the things that I put my attention and time into um, as a leader. I, th- I think just to jump in, Mike, you know, that, you know, um, family and business, I, I think that was something probably the Lord's been really was was already speaking to me about. But he, he landed a piece in my heart, you know, maybe a couple of years. I was like, we're a family, we're a family, we're a family, we're a family. Do you know what I mean? It was like that is that is the way that I am going to look at things is is completely through the family lens. That was just something that the Lord did with me because you have those pressures, don't you, as um. And, and also interesting, maybe to get your insights on this in terms of as, as we're talking about multiplication as well. Do you know what I mean? In terms of family multiplication, there's some business stuff and there is some stuff in the business world that is is helpful, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? How you scale, how you make things happen. Do we need more leaders? All of those things. So it's, it's not wrong. It's not throw the baby out with bathwater. It just can't be our predominant lens, can it? And the danger is in as as churches grow that can become the driving factor of the business um rather than spiritual authority even you know trustees can end up 
moving you into a busy you know often what happens with trustees is you get trustees because of their business competence do you know what I mean so they're like oh you know they're an accountant they're in HR they're lawyers all of which again I love but ultimately we also need spiritual authority isn't it do you know what I mean on spiritual of where's this thing going where's this thing being led and so um yeah there's been a real journey in there for me as well isn't, isn't there something you just said there like um sometimes um there's something really good about the business models about it, it shows us how we can make something happen yeah but even in that phrase how we can make something happen <laughs> yeah like 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 there is a sense of we say it quite jesus builds his church but we've got to have a plan but we've got to do this but we've got to do that and i'm not saying that isn't partnership and and and, and stewardship and please don't hear me when i say that but i i do think that you know a crowd is not a church absolutely and and until until we, the kind of i think the the pandemic has really taken our churches and it's exposed what was that was a crowd that dispersed when the show is not there to a family that holds firm and digs in and is there for one another and, and and vision is as much about speaking out a preferable future as well as facing the brutal facts that we're currently facing and helping lead people through the challenging times. It's both knowing the, the inheritance of the promised land, but equally it's sitting in the place of the people moaning that they haven't got food and that they're hungry and they don't know where they're going and they want to go back. It's both and, isn't it? Mm. And so, and that's where we're at. Like, how many how many church pastors that I've spoken to have come back and as they're reopening their churches have said, I don't want to go back to what we were doing before. And yet, there is so many pressures on them organisationally that they feel a sense of, I've got to. Because this thing's got to hold together money-wise, it's got to hold together um, numbers-wise, it's got to do all these different things. And that, pressure can cause us to look back and go yeah but we just want to go back to the things that we did before mm. but actually this is where there that requires the boldness and requires the courage and the perseverance someone said to me recently you know we just need more gifted leaders i was like no we don't we need more we need more leaders that persevere we need more leaders that when it gets you know when it gets hot they don't quit they will dig deep. When they are struggling, they'll put their hands up for help, that they won't tap out. Do you know, we need leaders that, are, that have been um, forged in the fire of um, difficulty and challenge. You know, the, the, the pandemic, I believe, is the making of the church. But equally, it could be the breaking of the church. That's the, that's the nature of it. And I believe that God is birthing and strengthening uh, uh, his leaders and its people. And that doesn't mean that there hasn't been loss in that process. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's, it's a significant season of refinement, isn't it? Mm. Just um, maybe both of you, I just wonder if almost, is there anything you wanted to say that you've not managed to say so far in some of the questions I've answered, asked? But also, could you just give us a, a lead and a lean towards 
kind of some steps for people. James, you mentioned um, coaching calls. I, I wondered if both of you could just tell us a little bit about the next LPP. What is that? What's that going to look like? Also, I think there's the summit on the horizon. Can you just give us a snapshot of yeah. both of those on almost on the end of you, of any other remarks that you wanted to share? Yeah, um, I think, Mike, you were talking to me, um, Nick Sutton, and you were talking to me about Todd Bolsinger, because I think you'd read yeah. his um canoeing the mountains i got you know when you get a couple of recommendations from people you're like oh i really should read this a couple of people have recommended it and i, I was like oh this is absolutely awesome i'm flipping loving you know it something's really fresh to you i read quite a lot and therefore within you know a couple of chapters i'm normally like yeah i kind of read it before sometimes you have that moment don't you but i was like oh this is fascinating particularly around adaptive leadership and then it was so good that I decided to order his next book as well, because I loved the title called Tempered Resilience. And I've just been reading it this week. Um, so, yeah, really excited that he's going to be speaking at the LPP. Mike, do you want to say anything? Yeah, I, I think. Great plug. Uh, yeah, we managed to get Todd to, to, to join us. We're going to be um, recording some content on that around this idea of what it looks like to lead in, un in um, unknown territory you know in 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 ways that you suddenly you find yourself you're like I don't, I don't think I've been here before and I don't know how to lead I'm being challenged on all sides of how to do this and that whole resilience piece the two go together and I think I think it's interesting that um uh, multiplication for me that we've talked about before Paul and and for me is underlying in this is that We've, we've got a piece, we've had a piece as a movement for over the last couple of years of really looking at what does it mean to be healthy leaders and to invest in our emotional and spiritual health. Uh, and, and we've used a lot of the language of formation, our spiritual formation. And I think what I've realised is that um, being missional and, being, uh, and pursuing kingdom multiplication um, and and pursuing new territory requires a new depth or new expression of formation in our own individual lives. You know, and therefore this whole idea of, well, we can only lead people to the level and the, and the depth and the direction that we ourselves have chosen to, to go, go ourselves. And um, so I think with the, with the LPP, we're trying to create a space where people can be, um be encouraged but equally could be challenged to look at what is it the law is inviting me personally to walk into that in doing so will inform my leadership that in doing so will enable me to pursue um and step into something new and pioneer whether that's in a new ministry or planting a church or whether it's a senior pastor trying to um trying to discover how to, to create a cult of and cultivate a culture of multiplication in your in your in your church so that that's that the 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 lead plant and pioneer online gathering that's coming up in a couple of week time is is really designed to create that and i think some of the content that todd will bring will enable us to really chew over this idea of adaptive leadership in this current climate as well as looking at this this resilience piece which is the under underbelly of what it means to keep going even when it's tough, even when we're knocked, but also how God does something in our pain and in our suffering and challenges that will inform the leaders that we become and therefore the church that we can lead 
um, in in the future. So that's coming up. And a link to that, I just say, spiritual uh, sp- have, having someone that you can walk with, um, a spiritual director, a coach, people that can help you process what you're experiencing and what you're walking through yourself is has just been vital in this season. Um, sometimes it, you get so overwhelmed that you don't have the ability to self-navigate and having someone with you just to reflect back, to direct you through those different things would be what I'd be encouraging people to dig into in this time and in this season. Can I just jump in with a thought just on the back of that? I think we often, there's a tendency to divorce formation and mission, formation and multiplication. And I think one of the things that we really feel, strongly feel as a multiply team, we feel that there is a, that the Lord wants to multiply things, you know, um, new churches, new expressions of what he's doing, new sites. There is a moment of this next season is one of multiplication, but that doesn't mean it's not around deep formation. We want to hold these two things together. We want to hold spiritual formation and multiplication together. And, you know, this, this environment of the LPP, the Multiply Summit that's also coming up is around going after both of these things. We're not, we're not happy with just one. We want both. Maybe we're greedy. No, we're not greedy. We just want both. We want to hold them together and we say we absolutely, because it's about the fruit of what we're multiplying. Do you know what I mean? If, if you know, if, you, if you're not healthy as a leader, the danger is, or you're not moving into the things of discipleship, then actually you're just multiplying unhealth. Whereas it's like, actually, we're called to deep spiritual formation and to multiplication. Yeah, absolutely. Amen. So just let me just mention the LPP is the 12th of March. The summit that we mentioned there is, is going to be the end of June. And there's also some fantastic connection points and conversations to be had at the Vineyard Leaders Gathering in April. The team will be around that and we'd, we'd love to have you there. Um, Mike, do you just want to pray pray over those that are maybe listening to this who have been stirred and impacted as we close? Is that okay? Yeah, I'd love to. Oh, Holy Spirit, we just now invite you, wherever you are resting now, on those that are listening and in our hearts, would you remind us, would you teach us, would you lead us? And Lord, I pray that you would give us the courage and the resilience and the capacity for the obedience that you ask and lead us into. Let your love be our foundation and our identity. And would your commission be just the cry of our heart to lay down our lives, to go and make disciples, to courageously engage with the hurting world around us and to see your kingdom come in your mighty name. Amen. 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 Guys, thank you. And thank you for everyone who's listened.